the cornerstone if you're in the room we ask you to stand and get ready to worship today if you're worshiping with us online welcome god bless you today let's celebrate jesus together Your mercy has saved my 
Good morning, brothers and sisters. Good morning, all of you who love Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? How about a hallelujah? And thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad he woke me up this morning and got me out of that bed. I didn't want to get up. But when I think about how good he's been to us, to me, how he hung on the cross, and bled his precious blood so that we could spend eternity with him and all the rest of that good information we got about what he did for us, how can you not help but praise him? Turn to somebody and say, let's praise the Lord. Amen. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says only the dead don't praise the Lord. Well, amen. And I don't want the Lord to ever think that we're dead before our time. Amen. So we're going to keep on praising God throughout this day, throughout the sermon that Pastor Steve's going to bring him. Don't be afraid to lift up your voice and say amen or hallelujah, Pastor. That's all right. Praise God. We're going to go to First uh, Peter for our scripture selection today, starting with verse 9 to verse 10. Very short passage, but it says so much. He writes, receiving the end of your faith. Here's where it all leads up to. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of our souls. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently. Who prophesies of the grace that should come unto you. That's unto us. Thanks be to Jesus. Amen. Who gives us the victory. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Can we bow our head in reverence to Almighty God as we go before him in prayer? 
humbly seeking his guidance, humbly seeking his deliverance, and supplying of all of our needs as he has promised he would do according to his riches and glory through his son, Christ Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, there's so much we can say right now. Our time is finite. But the first thing is, dear God, we love you. We love you with everlasting love, just as you love us. We love you, dear God, because you loved us first. You love us best, better than the world could ever love us. We love you because you took us out of that grave that the praise group just sang about and brought us into your marvelous, magnificent light. For that we are so grateful, so thankful. Oh, God, when we think back about where we used to be and where you have brought us at this time in our lives, how can we help but not just shout hallelujah? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I ask that you bless each and every person that is here today. We thought it not robbery to get up out of that bed with your help. <laughs> but we do do all things in you, the one in whom we live, move, and have our being. And here we are, dear God, to lift up holy hands that Jesus made holy through his shed blood. And just tell you how much we appreciate you, how much we need you, how much we desire you. You said you would give us the desires of your heart our heart, if we would but delight ourselves in you. Father God, this is what we desire, to be in your holy house. As David said, the one thing I desire, the one thing I seek after is to dwell within the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire into his temple. For in the day of trouble, he said, I will hide you. In the secret of my tabernacle, I will hide you. I will set you up upon a rock, my child. Father God, thank you for that promise. Thank you for making us your children. Thank you for saving us. Continue to give your angels charge over each and every one of us, all Christians, dear God. And those who don't know you, Lord, please draw them in. We want none to not know you, to not make it to heaven with us. But we know that is your desire, too. Father God, bless this service. Bless those who are at home. Bless the pastor of the week and of the hour, Pastor Steve. We ask, dear God, that you will strengthen him and bring forth from him, dear God, the words that you know we need to hear on this side of the water. He's been bringing beautiful messages to us, dear God, and we're so grateful. Continue to use him mightily, dear God, and let us run with that word that he gives us today. Lord, we just want to ask that you continue to keep us safe from danger seen and unseen alike. We need your holy protection. Cover us with your feathers, dear God, as you said you would. And we humbly ask this in all blessings. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And church, would you say amen with me, please? And amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Hey everyone, my name is Lynn. Welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. We have a lot going on at our campuses, so we wanted to take a few minutes and let you know about some of those. We are getting excited about our upcoming trunk or treat at our Ellesmere campus. On Monday, October 31st from 5 to 7 p.m., 
there will be people with decorated cars handing out candy and refreshments will be available. This is a great way to reach out and meet our neighbors around the Ellesmere campus. We still need you to sign up to decorate your cars and also to staff the event. To find out more or to sign up, contact April Loper Brown at aloper at ctcde.church. Our Thanksgiving Turkey Basket Outreach is a great opportunity to bless those in our community who are in need. Sunday, November 20th is the day that these baskets will be delivered. Our immediate need is for anyone who is interested in donating a basket or delivering baskets. To learn more, including finding a list of items needed, visit our website or send an email to lpoindexter at ctcde.church. Our annual church conference will be held on Tuesday, November 1st at 6.30 at the Bear Campus. At this meeting, we will hear reports of our ministry, make decisions for the next year, and review the business of the church. Ministry partners and church members are welcomed and encouraged to attend. Reverend Joe Archie will lead this meeting. Thanks for being here today. Our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. You can find more information about all the events happening at our church by going to ctcde.church. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. Have a great week. Announcement video, scene one, take one, marker. Yes! Boom. Boom. Yes! Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Nailed it! You like it? Yeah. Yeah! Great week. Did I get it? You got yeah, okay. <laughs> just, just a little fun. You know, if you're when you're serving the Lord, if you're not having fun, go do something else. <laughs> serving the Jesus calls us to use our gifts, use our abilities for His glory, and that's just fun. We just have fun. So, uh, thank you, Lynn, for for doing that. We just thought we'd share that with you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, and good morning to those online. Thank you for coming today yeah. on this chilly morning. <laughs> Again, I don't like the fall because of the weather. <laughs> I like the leaves, but I don't like the fall weather. But again, good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us. So if you are new here and you're in person, again, welcome. Before you leave, when you leave the sanctuary and go to the left, you will see the Welcome Center where you will receive a free gift and be greeted by someone from our pastoral staff and, of course, get the chance to know everyone here. And for those of you online, if you're new here, you can click the New Here button at the top or the bubble that just popped up in the chat and now Connect Card. So either at your seat or at your table is a Connect Card, which we would love for you to fill out so we know that you're here today and you can write a prayer request 
because we're always praying for you here. And before you leave, make sure you put it in the basket so it's collected. And for those online, you can click the Connect Card button at the top or the bubble that just popped up in the chat. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca. And as we do here at Christ the Cornerstone, we love, we serve, and we engage. These are the ways in which we grow in our faith. We establish our faith in Jesus Christ. And uh, he calls us to use our gifts and to be generous with, with all of our abilities. On your car, on your table, and also uh, showing up on a link online, there will be a, a, a link to go to a form. Last week, uh, I, in, I invited you and I challenged you to ask God this question this week. As we have heard the minist- about the ministry of Stephen and Debbie Scholes, and Debbie, Debbie is going to be with us. Uh-uh, not Stephen. Debbie, no. Stephen is going to bring us the message again today. I asked you last week to ask God, God, are you asking me to give a little extra money to Christ the Cornerstone so that as a body we can give to the ministry of Stephen and Debbie. And this week, uh, there's a card on a chair beside you or on the table that you're sitting at. And I'd like you to take that card now. And let's take a moment and and answer the question. God, are you asking us to give anything extra uh, to, to Christ the Cornerstone so that as a body, we can add this to our ministry? And uh, take that card and fill it out. Uh, you might want to take two cards. And uh, one, for one you leave in the basket here. The other one you take home as a reminder that when you make your contributions to Christ the Cornerstone, you're going to add this amount. Whether it's a dollar, maybe five dollars, maybe you give monthly, maybe it's $25 a month that you're willing to add to your offering. And we'll add that to what we're giving to Stephen and Debbie. Why? Because... God said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And Stephen and Debbie have answered that call for themselves. And those who do the work of God deserve uh, to be paid to do that. We see even even in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul went around and he asked people to support his ministry. And so they're doing the same thing. And those who are doing so are blessed. So I ask you to uh, seriously consider that and make make a commitment to Stephen and Debbie as we celebrate their ministry together. We continue to practice all kinds of generosity using our skills and our gifts and our talents for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Let's stand together now as we continue to worship God and I offer this prayer and uh, as we return to singing, listening to God as we worship Him. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. Thank You for calling us. Thank You for giving each one of us purpose. Thank You for giving each one of us skills and abilities and resources that we use to to proclaim who You are and what You do in our lives. To tell good news. To release the captives. To lift up those who live in poverty. These are all the things, God, that proclaim who you are, to bring miracles to us so that we can see your glory. Father, we want to worship you this morning as we sing, as we work, as we pray, as we listen. And then, God, as we leave this place, we go to serve you as we serve others. All in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege that we have to be here today and to serve you. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. God, we thank you that you've called us out of darkness.
We stand in marvelous light today. Lord, we thank you that we are not where we were. But out of the wilderness, into your deliverance, look where I'm standing now. These hands at once were chained, now lifted high in praise, look where I'm standing now, look where I'm standing now.
on, let's celebrate the freedom that we have in the Lord today. We are free, God, because you called us out of darkness. Put us into your marvelous light. And we walk in that light today because Jesus came and lived and died for us. And we're asking God during this series to do greater things in us and greater things through us. The God that we are asking to do those things now is the same God that we read about in the Bible. He hasn't changed. His power hasn't diminished. Miracles didn't go away with the disciples. All of the things that we read about in Scripture, we have access to today. And when we're asking God to do greater things in us, in our church, in our communities, in our ministry, we're asking the same God who raised Jesus from the dead. And He is able to do all of that. He is able to deliver us. He's able to save us, heal us, set us free. Set our feet in a position where we can do greater things.
Spirit of God, we ask you to move among us today. Lord, we do need you to do greater things, as we're talking about in this series. But Lord, there are some people in this room or watching us online that need you to intervene in a specific situation in their lives right now. Physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual situation, financial miracle that someone needs today. You're the same God. You were providing then. You are providing now. You were the healer. You were the savior. You were the deliverer. Way back then, and you are still today. So God, today we ask you by the power of your Holy Spirit, move among us and fill us so that we would know that power. So that we would know that deliverance. So that we would experience that deliverance. So we can share that with other people and encourage them in their faith. So God, move among us today, we pray. God, as we prepare for the message this morning, we pray for Pastor Stephen as he comes to bring the message. We pray for April and her team as they minister to our children and kids' church today. God, we pray that your Holy Spirit is moving all over this building today. And we invite you into our space. We invite you to do your work in us. Bring your anointing today. We ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thank you. You may be seated. Good morning to you all. I used to be able to see you, now I can't see, oh I can, it's, uh, I'm beginning to get accustomed to the light. Good to see, he's a nice guy up there isn't he? Hmm, not bad. Good morning to you all, my name's Stephen Scholes and yes I come from England, I come from Yorkshire. But I want to give uh, Debbie and I our very, very sincere public thanks to Pastor Roger and his dear wife Carol, Lynn, 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 and his, her dear mother. Mum, you are an angel. You are absolute angel. I got into trouble for mentioning Debbie's hair at yesterday's meeting. Well, Mum had her hair up in rollers the other day. Doesn't her hair look gorgeous this morning? It is absolutely beautiful. So, darling, for what you have to put up with, we, we honour you. We, we, we really, we do, we honour you. But uh, in all seriousness, and I am being serious, uh, Pastor Roger and Caroline have been an immense blessing to us. 
an immense blessing. We've known one another for quite a number of years in ministry and um, uh, through the, the thick and the thin of it. We've encouraged one another and this time of 14 days here has been a real anointing for Debbie and I. It, it's, it, it's been an immense blessing. And though we've been very, very busy, we're so delighted to have been very, very busy. And not only them, of course, but the whole pastoral team, the elders, and y'all. <coughs> y'all. Uh, because y'all have been, or you all have been family uh, to Debbie and I. You've welcomed us into your homes. You've welcomed us and you've tried to discern as to whether or not I'm speaking in tongues and... <coughs> Pastor Roger has the interpretation that he will give you over the next week or two. But uh, every day has been a real, real blessing. And every small group we've been to, there's been a real anointing. There's been a real ministry to it. Turn with me, please, or turn on your Bibles (laughs) to uh, Mark and chapter 12. We're continuing our theme of greater things. And... uh, the religious leaders were questioning Jesus about the greatest commandment. And Jesus said they can all be put together in this. The most important commandment is this. Listen, it's verse 29 of Mark 12. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. The second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, God's laws are sometimes known and considered to be burdensome. But they can be reduced into two simple principles, love God and love others. As you exit the church, not now, but later, there are the Ten Commandments written in stone. I think it's wonderful to have that. It reminds us when we go out to obey God. But let me just get a little bit serious with you all this morning. Do you mind? You don't know what I'm going to say yet. I can preach my heart out, I can be here every single Sunday. But unless I am willing to change, I will never ever do the greater things for God. If I stay as I am, I will continue doing the same things. I will continue uh, arriving at the same goals. I will continue having the same situations in my life. Both doubts and fears and worries and concerns. But we have to know what it is to get out of the boat and start walking after God. We've got to know what it is to get out of the box and start thinking outside of the box. We've got to know what it is to say, here is water, what hinders me from being baptized? Shoot, you pass it every day as you come in and out of the church You look upon it as a fountain. It's a fountain of God's blessing. It's a baptismal pool. 
there's nothing hindering. There is water, get baptized. Wouldn't that be fabulous if people went to the pastor after this service and said, can you baptize me right now? And then he can be doing that while somebody else is preaching the 11 o'clock service. Just a thought, just a thought. We have to know what it is. The the Jews had a wonderful word. Uh, It's called Kidem. And the the, the Hebrews didn't have the, the idea of a future. It was always what had happened in the past. And and that's why they celebrate their past. That's why they celebrate feasts. That's why they celebrate all and everything today, what happened in the past. Why? Because they don't have a concept of the future. They only have a concept of the past. The God who was with them in the past is therefore going to be the God who is with them in the future. Why? Because they remember the good things of the past. Are you with me? Okay, four or five people there. Are you with me? You're with me. Now, I want you to think of the good things that God did. Do you remember? God brought revival to this country. Do you remember that? I hope you do. His name was John Wesley. Do you remember other revivals that have happened? Has there been any? There has been some. Remembering the past, we go forward with God's grace, God's favor, God's ministry, knowing that the God of the past is the God of the present and the God of the future. I don't want you to be looking on the past as negative, but on the past as positive. Back there was the cross, right here is the cross, right here is the cross, and right here is the cross. You are not a product of your past, you're the product of the cross. And so what we have in Mark 12 and verse 29 is first of all the importance of acknowledging God. Of acknowledging God. He is my Lord, He is my God. He is my creator. He is my delivery. And acknowledging God in such a way enables us, one, to remember the good things of the past, but also to have the faith to walk on into good things of the future. Because the God of the past is the God of the present, is the God of the future. How can I do greater things by acknowledging the God of the past to be the God of the present, who will also be the God of the future. So think a moment about good things that happened in the past. Are you thinking? Are you thinking? Come on, this is red button interactive time. Are you thinking? Okay. <clears throat> think about that. Then say, Lord, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. When somebody was saved in my home, in my family, Lord, do it again. 
when you brought peace and stability in my home and my family, Lord, do it again. Lord, when you brought healing into my home and into my family, Lord, do it again. Lord, when you brought employment into my home, into my family, Lord, do it again. Lord, when you met and supplied all our needs, Lord, do it again. Do it again. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. How do we know that he will... How do we know... Oh, that hurt. (coughs) How do we know that we can do it again? Because he's done it before. He is the same God. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He never changes. It's we that change because we forget that he has been always faithful. And we think, well, I've not been faithful, so he must not be faithful. Rubbish. Trash. Get that out of your thinking The faithful God is always faithful. Yeah, but I've done things that God cannot love me for anymore. Rubbish. That is theological rubbish. God is a God of love. He has to love you, so get over it. He has to love you. And he loves to love you. He enjoys loving you. He wants to embrace you. So, how do I do greater things for God? One, you've got to know God in your heart, in your life. You've got to know that the God of yesteryears is the God of today. You've got to know that the God of today is the God who will lead you and guide you through this week. You are not a product of your past. You're a product of the cross. The world behind me, the cross before me. The cross behind me covered, washed and cleansed me from all my sins. The cross before me washes, covers and cleanses all my sin but leads me, leads me day by day to Calvary. Calvary leads me to its summit there to rest at Jesus' feet. (laughs) My wife asked me why I'm preaching with my eyes closed. It's because I'm reading my sermon. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get to verse 31, love your neighbor as yourself. The imperative, the important word in that sentence is the word as love your neighbour as yourself the longer version will be love your neighbour as you love yourself that's where we have the problem we have two problems in that sentence one we find it hard to love our neighbour why? Because we find it very hard to love ourselves. Oh, you made me a child and you made me... But I just thank you, Father, for making me me, for making me me. 
But we look in front of the mirror and we say, I don't like myself. And we start reading God's word and we say, no. I'm finding it hard to live up to the things that I should live up to. We don't like ourselves. If we don't love ourselves, how in the wide world do we know how to love others? This morning, I want you to make that decision in your mind right now that that's going to change. Greater things are going to happen in my heart, in my life. Greater things are going to happen in your heart, in your life. Greater things are going to happen in this church I shared a vision I had, and I don't really often get visions, but the vision I got last night or yesterday was simply this. I can't get it out of my mind that this whole church was full of people. Full of people. And the chairs there either side of the sound desk was full of people. Full. Why? I'll tell you why. Why do I have confidence to say that? Well, two things. One, I'm leaving the country tomorrow. (coughs) Secondly, God has done it before. So therefore, God can do it again. You don't need to change your staff You don't need to have more money. All you need to do is remember the former days and know that the same God of yesterday is the God of today who is also the God of tomorrow. Shoot, you've been singing it this morning for goodness sake. He is the God who does great things. And he's going to do great things. He's going to do great things. But you've got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your life, all your soul. How do you love yourself? I wish you did. You've got to know what it is to live a life loving yourself. Realize you are, you are changed. You are a child of God. You are now a child of God who is saved by grace. Don't, don't think yourself as, oh, I'm only a sinner saved by grace. No, you were a sinner. Now you've been saved by grace. I am a child of God. I am a son of the living God. I am a daughter of the living God. I no longer sit in the pig pen. I now sit at the royal table at the right hand of God. And every day is a blessing. Every day I walk in the spirit of God. I walk in the knowledge of God that he never fails me. Why does he never fail me? Because he has never failed me in the past. He will never fail me in the future. You have got to go to that place of blessing. Abram, when he had fallen away from God, if you want to think of that, and he went down into Egypt, and then he was thrown out of Egypt in in Genesis 12. 
He went back to the place where he had last met with God. For most of us, the place where we last met with God was right here. Right here. At the end of every time I preach, I always go right here. That's not showmanship. That's not anything outwardly. I'm just acknowledging the inward work of grace. I'm just saying, Lord, hide man and personality behind your cross. And Lord, take all the glory unto yourself. Take all of the praise and all of the glory unto yourself. Any words that I have placed into the heart and life of man or woman that is not of God, Lord, remove that and just sanctify the word that you bring to the people this morning, that they may grow in wonder, love and praise. And in a few moments' time, in fact, 11 minutes and 22, 1, 20, 19, 18, in 11 minutes' time, I'm going to invite you to come and join me at the front. I'm going to invite you to come and say, Father, I'm prepared to do greater things for you, but I just need to get out of the boat. Father, I'm prepared to do greater things for you. I I just need to get out of the box. Father, I'm prepared to do greater things for you. But Lord, I need to love myself. Would you remind me, Lord, that I'm not a product of the past, but I'm a product of the cross? And then, not God, but Satan reminds you. Because God has chosen to forget all this. But Satan reminds you. You say, but Pastor Steve, you do not know what it was like for me as a child. I was abused as a child. I, I, I was sexually abused as a teenager. I was... Uh, I've, There's been divorce, there's been breakups, there's been horrible things happening in my past. There's been all kinds of things. And and, and I just can't move on from all these. I thought I was walking this direction. There's, There's all these things that's happened. Pastor, you've no idea what I've gone through. Brother, sister, no, I don't. No, I don't. And to be honest... Brutally honest, I really don't care. What? No, I don't. I really don't care. Why? Because for me, I would say to you, stop living in the past. The past has been dealt with by the cross of Christ. You are not a product of your past. You're the product of the cross. So keep moving forward. You were abused. You were horribly treated. You were going through a difficult time. But because the past has been cleansed, you are now walking forward. We have a great song that thankfully we don't sing anymore back home in the UK. (coughs) And it goes, Draw back the curtains 
of memory now and then. Show me where you brought me from and where I might have been. For I'm only a sinner and sinners forget. So remind me, remind me, O Lord. There's a massive problem with that. It's stupid. It is stupid. And the Lord looks down and he says, what? You want me to what? I'd like you to remind me, Lord, but remind you of what? I, God has chosen to forget the past. So why are you reveling in the past? Well, I'm, I'm poorly and my legs are bent and, and my back's not good and my head's not good and my arm's not right. And, well, get over it because I've not called you home yet. I've still got a job for you to do. I am your healer. I am your divine worker. I am the one who will undergird you. I will give you strength. When we were on the mission field in Haiti, we, I received a card every month. And it was a picture postcard. And it was just a kind of a scrawl. And I thought, well, this is either a very elderly person or a young child. When I came home on furlough, I purposefully went to visit this address. And when I got there, the, a nurse answered the door. And when I went in, <clears throat> there was a man of 36 years of age, paralyzed in a hospital bed in the house. And he had a, a pen thing in his mouth and he had a set of cards in a fixture above and he was just writing I prayed for you today and he would send that card out to everybody he knew He had muscular dystrophy. No, he had something like that. What's your excuse? He was bed bound. But I prayed for you. I don't care who you have preaching up here in the pulpit. Without prayer in the pew, you'll never have power in the pulpit. If you are not praying... At, do you know the reason that people don't come to prayer meetings? Is because they don't pray at home. That's why. If we prayed at home, we'd know how to pray corporately. But because we don't know how to pray individually, we don't know how to pray corporately. And then I hear people saying to me, 
prayer meetings are boring. They're only boring because you are not there. If you got there, <coughs> it would encourage folk. Prayer meetings should be the most encouraging services to be in. So let me tell you, we're all doing, you're all doing great things. Your prayers are working. You're attending. I want you to bring your neighbours and invite your sons, your daughters, your grandchildren, your grandparents. As I've told you, I can see this place filled with folk praising God and learning from his word. So pray for your neighbours. Pray for them by name. Stop and say hello. Meet a tangible need. Do shopping. Fill out a form for them. Mail it for them. Offer to babysit for them. Give a holiday gift. Throw a party in your yard. Host a reception in your home. Invite them to a church group. Or start one in your home. Just share the gospel. Share your testimony. Just do greater things than these. Why? Because you love God. You love yourself. And now you know how to love others. Because you're not looking back. You're looking forward to the blessings of God. So as we sing our final song, I invite you to come forward. And not meet with me, but to meet with God. And to say, Lord, from this moment on, I am a new person. I'm stepping out of the box into your glorious light. In Jesus, I pray. Father, be with these people. Be with their families, their homes that they represent. And Father, may there be an awesome blessing to whoever they speak to, be it at work, in the office, or at home. Be it in the yard, be it in the neighborhood, be it in the coffee shop, or whilst out shopping. Father, fill this place to overflowing measure because the saints here have looked back and said, you've done it before, you can do it again. And so, Lord, we leave all this knowing that you are more than worthy to receive all our praise, all our honor, and all our glory. In your strong name we pray. Amen and amen. invite us to stand together. Uh, Stephen has invited us to pray together. This is not necessarily an invitation, but it is an invitation to say to God, I've been living in my past. I've not been living as a product, a redeemed person of the cross. I've been remembering too much my past. I've allowed my past to shape me according to the past. Jesus, I want you to shape me according to your cross. Amen. This is a time to come here and kneel or stand and pray and make the
that kind of prayer. But there's also a second invitation that Stephen has given to us, and that is as a church. And I'm inviting you as your pastor to join me and simply to pray, God, have your way with us as a church. And so Stephen and I will come down here and we will pray. And I'm inviting you, my brothers and sisters, would you come and join us in prayer that as a body, as a voice, God will hear our individual prayers as one. Every week is a turning point for us as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Every moment we read the Bible, every moment we gather together is a turning point for us following Jesus. And today's just another one of those turning points. I'm asking you to join me here. Would you? As the music plays, let's just gather together as the church. You pray as God leads you to pray. Maybe God will lead some of you to pray out loud. That's okay. Others will be kneeling here praying simply quietly. And if you're online, you have the same invitation. Pray where you are. But let's pray together. And let's commit to the Lord. You got something else to say? You almost act like you got something else to say. You got nothing to say. (laughs) That's amazing. Let's let the music play. And let's pray together. Will you join us?
who are praying may continue to pray. If you need to leave, you may leave uh, as you, as the Lord leads you. But go with a sense of peace, prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have a blessed day. Go. Love your neighbor as the Lord loves you and as you love yourself. Amen. Have a great day.